Good morning. It's 9.07. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Brian Hansen, engineer, pushing the buttons, making things happen. He's uh, made a breakthrough on global warming. I can't wait to hear what that's all about. We'll do it in just a few minutes. Some prescient words from uh, Ron Paul, former uh, congressman, former libertarian presidential candidate. Uh, we will uh, get to that. Uh, J.D. Vance making an advance in Ohio. That's part of today's news. And uh, the Obamunist, the Obamunist and his uh, wife are making a Netflix history with propaganda. It gets exposed by John Stossel. We'll play that for you as well. But first, breaking news. Uh, it has been very, very cold and uh, we would all say, uh, gee, that's, uh, that's not uh, likely with uh, global warming. But uh, apparently when it gets cold, it's weather. Uh, when it gets warm, it's climate. But Brian has made a breakthrough. He told me this moments ago. And you don't even know what the breakthrough is. No, I, I have discovered no idea. exactly what they're talking about for the longest time now. You know how the uh, climate change folks tell us that just because it's cold doesn't mean that uh, global warming isn't occurring. That Correct. Actually, the the warming causes the cooling. Yes. Which was kind of confusing to you and me. And so for the last year or so, we've been trying our experiment at home. Right. On the stove. Yes. And we would get a uh, pot of water. And we'd heat it up, and the thing would just never freeze. No, it'd just evaporate and disappear. And I couldn't figure out. It's like, well, you know, it's it's science, right? Yeah. So I got to thinking, it's like, okay, I'm just going to turn this stove off for a second. And because global warming occurs on the outside and not the inside of your house... I took the pot outside, <laughs> and it, it froze. Uh, oh, breakthrough, huh? Yes. Uh, no, Brian, I think you got that wrong. You what? see, you, you exposed it to the cold, which doesn't exist with global warming. Oh, is... Yeah, darn that's, it. A, that's a fail on your part. That's like putting it in the freezer. Okay, I, yeah, I got I, confused. I again. thought you were really on to something. I thought, wow, he's he's finally going to be able to explain this. That's why we have battery-powered cars, because of this horrible global warming thing. Well, I figured if I took the pot outside into the global warming, that it would freeze, like they said, and it did. And that's why I'm still confused. So close and yet so far. Speaking of uh, battery-powered cars and global warming, uh, this story at the uh, Epic Times... About the guy who uh, plugged in his uh, Ford F-150 and uh, charged it up. The owner of a popular electric car. How long did he charge the thing for? Uh, 15 hours. 15 hours, huh? Yeah. yeah that was a good charge. Uh -huh. He should be able to get a long ways on that. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I got that wrong. I got that wrong. Wait a second. Uh, it took 15 hours uh, to drive 175 miles. I got the wrong story. I got the wrong story. I apologize. It's not quite that. Um, he took a, a trip. This is a story from, from uh, Wyoming. Uh, apparently, uh, he drives a Nissan Leaf, and he was 
driving from Cheyenne to Casper, Wyoming. Uh, it's about 178 miles. Um, and he accomplished that three-hour trip in uh, 15 hours. What a deal, huh? <laughs> I, I want one of those. Me could, too. Could take weeks to, to go back to uh, Pittsburgh or Cleveland. <sighs> but there I is thought a guy you were going to read the other story F-150? about the yeah the electric uh, Ford Lightning. He plugged it in, and uh, after sixteen hours of charging, he he oh this is amazing. He he went thirty six miles. You just think what would happen if he didn't go anywhere for a week. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be he'd be able to save all kinds of money. Oh Lord, uh, you just and this is what they want to subject us to, huh? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. I'm really looking forward to the future. All right. Uh, The libertarians have been on the right side of so many issues for so long. uh, It it just makes me crazy that uh, more people aren't getting on board. Uh, We're so used to big government and, uh, you know, we just we can't imagine what life would be like without big government. But it would be much better. Uh, the war on drugs, the libertarians are right on that. The income tax, they're right on that. Uh, the military, they're right on that. Social Security and Medicare, they're right on that. All the big issues, uh, in fact, inside the LP, uh, we fight like cats and dogs, not about our goal, but about exactly how to achieve it. And Ron Paul, who was a libertarian presidential candidate and a Republican congressman years ago, was talking about, among other things, the FBI and the CIA. And right now, I know a lot of Republicans are upset with the uh, FBI. Uh, Well, Paul was ahead of the game. Uh, You know, most of our history, we didn't didn't have those institutions. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used it there. Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches, who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through justice department within our states we wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it i think the the fbi has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals the cia has only been here since 1947 their record is lousy i mean just think of the cia used by the democratic uh, administration to wow how about that that's that's going back to about 1990 when he was making those observations. And Republicans and Democrats alike were thinking, oh, no, no, you you, you got to have the FBI. Now the Republicans are going, geez, they're, they've gone to the left and they're, you know, making life hell for everybody, but uh, you're a little late in the game here. Libertarians were pointing this out decades ago. Freedom really is fabulous. And uh, what we're getting with the Democrats and Republicans is anything but freedom.
Uh, J.D. Vance, uh, well, he responded, uh, and I, it, 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 this is during this uh, debate with Ryan, uh, and it was really pretty impressive, uh, his response. He's, uh, I think, uh, almost a shoe-in. Uh, in fact, I would argue he is a shoe-in. He is going to win. He's going to be a senator. Uh, I, I think Pennsylvania's, uh, those numbers are going to flip very soon uh, in favor of the Republicans. We'll, uh, we'll get an update on some of this uh, coming up in the next few minutes. Uh, so uh, we've also uh, got an update on the Boston lab that created that deadly uh, pathogen. And the price of oil is going up, but President Biden is fighting to lower it. We'll tell you what the cost of that is next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 919. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, looking right now at the price of oil, it's up buck uh, fourteen to eighty, roughly $84 a barrel. Um, so Biden, not wanting to let anybody drill and produce more oil, uh, would much rather continue to deplete the strategic petroleum reserves. The problem is that he is going to spend a ton more money filling that than Donald Trump did. He's going to buy oil to refill the reserves at about three times the, the rate that Donald Trump did. When Trump... Uh, did it. it the price was around twenty four dollars a barrel right now they're looking at sixty seven to seventy two dollars a barrel uh and again they have to fill it because they've been dumping it like there's no tomorrow in fact the current level is at its lowest since nineteen eighty four all of this because this moron believes not just in global warming. I mean, that's not just that's not the only problem. The other part of the problem is he's afraid of losing support from his left. So he won't let anybody drill. And nobody, once the drilling starts and the prices come down, and eventually that will happen, once that happens, nobody will ever want to go back to the stupid, you know, Green New Deal that, that Biden has been pushing. Once the spigots are back open... It's over. And he knows that. That's why he'd rather release the, the uh, reserves than say, all right, you know, open the spigot. It's all political. I think you're mistaken on that. I think uh, most Americans are saving money on gas. I know that. How? Because I listened to Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday. Oh. Every month, the typical two-driver family saves about $120 at the pump compared to where we were in mid-June. Everyday Americans save about $420 million at the pump compared to uh, mid-June. So you crank it up to 400%, uh-huh. and then you lower it to 200% higher, and you say, that's a savings. That's that is Washington think, you know. <laughs> I know. Do you remember that? You remember the discussion that we had about the national uh, about the deficit. It, it, w w this was with Blaine Lutkemeyer years ago. Uh, it's it's the exact same logic. They planned to spend X number of dollars, and then they decided they would not quite spend as much, and so that's a savings. 
That was that. This was a discussion that we had years ago, and it, Blaine has been on the program since. Uh, we have uh, several disagreements uh, politically. Nice guy, and I think uh, better than any Democrat you could put in. But here, this was the discussion. It was, uh, we were going to spend, uh, and I don't know the numbers, I'm just going to make them up, uh, an extra uh, trillion dollars in the next budget. But instead, we spent an extra half trillion dollars, so we, we cut spending. And I said, well, no, no, you didn't cut spending. You increased it, just not as much as you'd planned. And that's when I used that Weight Watchers analogy. Uh, I'd gone to a party, put on a ton, you know, eat, ate a ton of food, thought I put on a bunch of weight, thought I put on 10 pounds. Get to the Weight Watchers meeting, and I found out I only put on 6 pounds, so I lost 4 pounds. <laughs> he didn't like that analogy, but that's exactly what, what the administration is doing with oil. We drove up the price to $5 a gallon from $2 a gallon. But now it's three fifty a gallon, so we're saving you a buck and a half. What? That's insane. But that's Washington think. 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. Gene is on the line. Gene, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. Just thought I would share this with you. This just kind of shows how how they're manipulating everything. You know, they talk about they're not allowing new drilling. Well, I'm with the band, and we were singing in Texas last week, and one of the guys down there was telling me that he has neighbors that have new wells that are drilled, they're producing, they're ready to be online, but the government will not give them the permits to transport the oil from the well to the refinery. So we've got wells that are sitting there, able to, to produce, but they will not give them the right to, to transport the oil on the roads. So this is just another way they're keeping the market higher by by just manipulating circumstances. And to me, that is just unacceptable. I, uh, I'm, I'm rather surprised I had not heard that. How, how could the federal government stop them from shipping oil? Well, you have to have... Uh, you have to have permits to transport on highways. And if they will not uh, authorize those wells to be transported, you know, I'm not in the oil business, but uh, clearly the Texans are. And uh, that's what the guy told me. He said he knows of many people down there who have wells that are finished, but they will not give them the permits to transport the oil to the refineries, or maybe it's permits to get it on the pipelines. I don't know. He just said they were, they were restricting the production at the wells because they would not give them the permits. You know, as we know, government likes to make a tree have to ask to do anything. And uh, I guess this is just another way that they can control what's, what's actually getting to the market. Yeah, I don't know if you were listening yesterday morning or not. Don't answer because if you weren't listening, Brian's going to whack you for $25 uh, for missing the show. But I talked about how in the 1960s and 70s and before, we were you know, we, we just, we had everything. We had big cars and chrome glistening and big houses and all kinds of, there was never any supply chain problems. Uh, right. We were the land of plenty. The world envied us. And now we've given the government so much power that they've restricted us and we're no longer the land of plenty. And what you just pointed out is an example that I think uh, makes the case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gene, thanks for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 
what is this? Oh, I'm not sure if this is even real. Uh, we have a slight difference of opinion on oil and gas prices. I drive a big white Ford truck. Big gas gasoline machine. I have no problem paying more for gas. We should all be switching to clean electric energy. Solar is the way to go. See, I don't believe that's a, a real... I think that's a... <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, this is I think a, somebody's uh, trolling us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Yeah, I got some of the friends down in Oklahoma, which they are sharing in, in some uh, what's called drip wells. Several years ago, back when it was real low, they were unthoughtful to do it, and they had, uh, had them sealed up. And now with the price of them up, they would be worthwhile in production and doing it. And they were going to take and open them up, and the government threatened them to lock them up in jail if they did. <laughs> again, I'm seriously. Again, I it's mean, an example of how the land of plenty is being choked off by big government. Yes. All right. Casey, thank right. you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So it, it's going to cost uh, taxpayers three times the amount of money to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve that Trump paid when he filled it. And this guy just wasted it. Instead of letting us drill, permit, and, and distribute more, uh, more oil, he would rather empty the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. We have a hurricane or a real major problem. Where are we going to go? That'll be gone. It, and, uh, I don't know. I just I, I cannot stand the stupidity of this global warming mentality. It just it just makes me crazy. And I read a story somewhere saying that even by just opening the uh, the oil reserves again is only going to result in a savings of a couple pennies at the gas pump anyway. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, it probably gets burned up in a couple of days. So it's it's not going to have the impact that he'd like. But it it makes it look like he cares. And that's all the left care about. Oh, he cares. Look what he's doing. Uh, but it's not, uh, not going to be beneficial. Uh, John Stossel does some really remarkable uh, work. And uh, we, we've uh, had him on the program. And uh, we've been uh, oftentimes uh, resorted to playing his audio. He uh, has done a piece on Netflix because apparently the Obamunist is back uh, and getting paid big money to produce propaganda about government. Uh, and Stossel exposes this. We'll play that for you in probably about uh, five, uh, five minutes or so, maybe uh, yeah, about five minutes. Uh, then uh, we've got a new law in New York. You know, the government, especially the left, they don't want you to be discerning. You should never discriminate. Well, they've taken it one rather bizarre step forward in New York. It's, it's you're going to, I mean, it's just, it's just stupid. They just, they never stop. You won't believe this one, but we'll tell you about it. That's coming up this hour on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. 935, glad to have you with us, glad to be with you. Uh, I'm sure that this is the same guy that sent the other uh, nonsense email. Why are you so against battery-run vehicles? You drive one, pull your battery, and try starting your vehicle. Gotcha. I mean, that is... That, <laughs> could, could you be more ignorant? Uh, first, that battery doesn't drive the car. It only starts the engine. You had uh, alternatives to that years ago, from the hand crank to push starting. Uh, so, uh, no, uh, it's, it's not the same as a battery-powered car. It runs on gasoline. Of course, I was being facetious. Uh, says Paul, absolutely ridiculous, but something the left definitely uh, come out with. Uh, I drive a big gas-guzzling machine, and I don't mind paying more for gas because I can afford it. I own the best... Okay. Um, i, I got to get to this uh, this uh, piece on uh, the Obamunist. It's, it's a great piece. Then I'll go grab some phone calls. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Uh, Obama is on Netflix talking about the benefits of big government. Did you know Netflix is paying Barack and Michelle Obama millions to produce shows like this one? The G word. G stands for government. As Netflix documentaries go, this one's remarkable because it's so stupid. Yes, we can. President Obama famously said, Yes, we can. Yes, we can. The American people can do amazing things. But once in office, it became clear that to Obama, we meant government. Government can, if smart people like him are in charge. And that's what his six-part series preaches. Big government propaganda. Obama begins by saying he does his own taxes. It's actually easy. Easy? I guess he's joking. The tax code's so complex it drives Americans to pay accountants billions. But the president says he does his own. I'm amazing at them. And you can be too. If you use the helpful tools found at irs.gov. Is that a joke? I don't know. Much of the series is like a bad joke. Hosted by this silly comedian. I, for one, am an idiot. Adam Conover uses his time with the president to do things like make sandwiches. Do you uh, still make your own sandwiches a lot? No. That's an extremely precise spread. You have to get every corner. Conover gets to spend time with the president of the United States and they make sandwiches? What's the point? It's not even funny. They do cover some serious issues like meat inspection. But instead of honest reporting, they do skits suggesting without government, meat companies would sell us poisoned rats. All the meats are covered in dead poisoned rats. What do you say we do? Sounds like a new flavor of sausage to me. Food regulation was unbelievably successful. Hold it. Food is largely safe today because slaughterhouses clean themselves up way beyond what government requires. Companies don't want bad reputations. By contrast, the feds inspected meat by sticking spikes into carcasses and smelling them. Poke and sniff, they called it. They kept using the same spikes, so they sometimes spread disease. They only stopped poke and sniff in the 1990s. At least Obama's series does admit that some government agencies mess things up. I'm talking about FEMA. Not a name you normally hear after the words, did a great job. No, but Conover and Obama's solution, it's always the same. Spend more. 
How many lives could have been saved if FEMA had had the resources they needed? Had the resources? Federal disaster relief has increased by billions. FEMA fails because it's a government bureaucracy. And those fail so dramatically that even the media notice. Millions of bottles of water sitting on a runway since last year. The free market would have gotten it to people. But the G word sneers at this philosophy that the free market should be trusted over the government. But it should be. After Hurricane Katrina, Walmart donated supplies much more efficiently than FEMA. Why would Walmart do it better? They have a massively sophisticated weather system that allows them to track where we need to surge in assets before a storm. Another part of Obama's documentary calls those of us who are skeptical of government racists. In the wake of the civil rights movement, some Americans began to resent the fact that the government was now providing assistance to black and brown citizens as well. Wait, that's just wrong. We didn't resent welfare because of racism. We objected because it created a new permanent underclass. As President Reagan said, government handouts. Encourage them to stay on the welfare rolls longer and discourage work. Because Reagan opposed some handouts, Obama's documentary depicts him as this vicious surgeon. We'll just cut the housing department by 70% and staff it with a bunch of anti-housing capitalists. But the free market hardly took over under Reagan. Federal spending went up. It always goes up. When government's excesses became so obvious, a Democratic president said, The era of big government is over. But today it's bigger than ever. And that's good, says Conover, because during COVID, government rescued us by raining money on us. Stimulus checks, small business loans, and corporate tax breaks. They don't mention how much of that money went to fraud or that spending so much created inflation. Although Obama's documentary does occasionally acknowledge handouts can create problems. These century-old Depression-era subsidies are still in place. They're going straight to big agriculture. But they never suggest cutting them. For three hours, President Obama and his sidekicks say government should do more and would if the right people had the power of kings. There's no president who was ever elected who doesn't at some point think, ah, you know, make me, you know, king for a day. Now, Obama does say America shouldn't have kings, but he's clearly thought about it, as have others. I alone can fix it. This arrogance is the big lesson the G word misses. Washington always wants more money, more power. Let's not give it to them. Yeah, let's not. But it's a, it was a great piece. Uh, you can get it at Reason Magazine and spread it around because, well, frankly, big government literally drives up prices, limits freedom, uh, it, and it destroys lives. Uh, speaking of big government, is this Eric the Liberal? I think so. I'm not sure. Eric, welcome. How are you? Doing good. Doing yeah, good. That is. It's um, Mr. I Love Big Government. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was a little surprised to hear that, uh, that uh, Stossel and Libertarians weren't, uh, weren't in favor of poke and sniff. I was a little disappointed there. But uh, on the uh, battery-powered car thing, I remember earlier in my life that that uh, when I didn't want to buy a new battery, you would just park your car at the top of a hill and, and use potential energy to start your car and give it a push. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, 
Anyway, on your earlier point on oil, I did want to point out you said that we're going to pay three times more for oil in order to refill the strategic oil reserves. But you do do need to admit that we're selling it for three times more currently. So it's kind of a wash. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not a wash. Uh, we're selling it for now versus when we start replenishing it could be even worse than it is. Or better. So, and and or why? Better, you know? And Trying why would you? Market. Why would you even defend Obama, you or uh, Biden rather, uh, <laughs> stripping the the strategic oil reserves instead of just encouraging American companies to produce? Why would you even? Why would you possibly think that was a reasonable alternative? Well, I I think this might come to a surprise to some of your audience, but. You know, we're probably going to produce the second most oil in the history of the United States this year behind 2019 and projected to produce the most oil ever in the United States ever next year. And yeah, but is that keeping up more than Eric, that is that figure oil. is absolutely useless if it's not keeping up with demand, which we could do. If Biden would just get the hell out of the way. Now, I don't think you're uh, looking at it very accurately. If I don't you think, think you're looking at it very interest. accurately. Well, don't you think? So we're producing twice as much oil as we did when George Bush, more than twice as much when George Bush was president. But the cafe standards have increased. Cars use less oil and more oil, more cars, much to your chagrin, are being converted to electric. So the demand... We're just becoming more and more energy efficient. There happens to be a global issue going on right now that... Oh, for crying out loud, how could you possibly be an apologist for this? Look, we're producing more oil, but the demand is greater than it was 20 years ago. And it continues to increase. And we're not producing enough to keep up with it. But we can. We've doubled our oil production. Yeah, I don't we're care if we doubled it. If we're, if we're not keeping up with, with demand worldwide, then we're not producing enough. And we can. Why can't you understand we're that? Producing more. Who's not producing more? Because you did know that our we oil need to produ Eric, Eric, we need to produce a lot more. We need to export as well to drive down prices. But we're not doing that. Well, actually, and we're not no, we doing do that because we, the government... We import some oil and export some oil because of different grades of oil that we need for different uses. But we certainly do export oil right now, and we produce more than we've ever produced. And, and it's not enough to keep up to is the down. point, Eric. The point is it's not enough to keep up, and we can produce enough to keep up. And the reason we're right. not producing and enough to keep up is because of government regulations. It's funny because I heard some oil CEOs saying in print that they um, really don't want to invest a lot of money because they're not sure of the long-term viability of producing more. Oh, and who they would be getting in the way? Have and who would be getting in the way of that decision? Who would be casting um, doubt on the production of or the, the use and the demand market. for oil? I would the, argue the, the administration with their stupid green energy thing. 
maybe it's the uh, consumers because, you know, you can't buy an electric car now because there's wait lists for all of them. Oh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're wonderful, they Eric. The, uh, they're wonderful, Eric. I, I hope you buy a couple of them and save us. I mean, that's the free market. I don't know. If it's not the free, free market, market, Eric. It's not the free market. When the government subsidizes it, it's not the free market. Uh, there, when the government the restricts... The non-subsidized electric cars. Oh, please. There's no subsidy on the Teslas, and there's a wait. And plus, we've had oil subsidies for years. Tesla doesn't Way make enough cars to keep up with their demand. It's not because their, their demand is so high. It's their production levels are so low. Eric, battery-powered cars are year. stupid. Battery-powered cars are ignorant. Isn't that the great thing about the free market, though? You don't have to it's buy It's not the free cars. market. It's not the free market when California says you can't buy an internal combustion engine-powered car in a few years. And when some uh, several other states are following that lead. That's not the free market, Eric. Well, that's not the free market. No, so, it's not. But that, that does affect demand, doesn't it? It, that would in the future. When so why do you? Why are you so excited about battery-powered cars? I didn't say I was excited about. Well, why it. do you want that them? Well, you must want them. Up. You're here defending them. What? What do you like about them? No, I was explaining the oil demand and how oil company CEOs don't look. To the as oh, they're looking to the future, and they're realizing that the government is going to try to drive them out of business. And so that makes them a little leery. And then you have this uh, ERG thing that they're pushing. Eric, i got to run. I'm up against a break. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. Brian, I got a message from Glenn. He said, who do I give my credit card information to? I had to turn the channel for a few minutes. Oh, man. Or else Eric would have made my brain explode. <laughs> you know, that's almost an understandable reason to <laughs> maybe yeah, I'll just wave, anything. His, wave his fee this time. Oh, jeez. I mean, he's, he's not a stupid guy. Why does he think that this is the right direction to go in? Well, he never came out and said, but I believe that he believes in man-made global warming and that electric cars are the salvation. I mean, that really is the only explanation for why this push, you know. And, and let's assume that we were all driving electric cars. Is that enough is to, to lower the temperature to the amount that you say that we need to? It's, it's, it's insanity. Michael sent a message. He said, if I run out of gas... I can go get some. If I run out of electric, I can't. Let me know when you solve this problem. Uh, let's see, uh, Brian. Uh, let's see. It, it is amazing Darwin's theory hasn't removed him <laughs> from the gene pool. No, he's a bright guy. He's not stupid. He's, he's resourceful in his uh, uh, defense of big government. Uh, he, you know, he'll, he'll take any piece of anything and twist it into government works but he won't research what freedom gives uh, and and it's a shame he'd be a great advocate for for liberty if he just believed in it or did some homework on it uh jim welcome glad to have you on the gary nolan show how are you i'm good i don't agree i think this guy's a moron at least a hypocrite look 
when the Democrats talked about government spending, you talked about it earlier. If they wanted to mint two billion in a bill and they only got one billion, those were spending cuts. Apply the same argument to what this clown was just saying about pumping oil. We could have pumped way more, but we couldn't because the government shut us down. But that's not a cut because we pumped a little more nonsense. We didn't keep up with the global demand. And who we really screwed were the Europeans and Ukraine. We made Russia rich. We bought $24 billion worth of oil from uh, Vladimir Putin. This increase, the lack of availability of oil was supposed to decrease our consumption. It didn't. We just went elsewhere and bought it. In this case, Russia, the price of oil went from $40 a barrel to $100 a barrel. Well, you know what happens? Every time Russia gets oil price over $100 a barrel, they go invade part of the old Soviet Union. It's happened under Obama with Crimea. It's happened over and over again. And so that's kind of known. But look at the lurch we're leaving Europe in. These people were emulating to get this new leftward lean to our government. We have totally hosed those people because they're <laughs> going to be cold in the winter. And so in terms of all this nonsense, these the hypocrisy and the lies that the left will go to just for power. It's a little bit shocking, but that's who you're dealing with. And circular thinkers like this clown you had on last are a big part of the problem because they're out there claiming to be smart and saying things that are ludicrous on their face. All right, Jim, thank you for the call. <laughs> Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, with the Europeans, we are definitely screwing them with this whole green energy thing, too. I mean, it's just nonsense. David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. Thanks, Gary. Good to have you back. Thank you. Um, I had uh, just a couple of comments. Uh, one goes back to the whole uh, federal control of transportation. And I'll just say that uh, I used to work for a large uh, university, uh, has farms around the state. Um, we bought a new used uh, diesel truck and getting that thing registered was fine. Getting it registered to transport agriculture products across the state line was a nightmare. And we already had a permit for the previous truck, but this is a new truck. And it was a used truck. Anyway, that was a total disaster. So the guy's making the comments about not being able to ship oil in Texas for some difficult reason is probably 100% accurate. Yeah, well, this goes to my, my argument from yesterday. We were the land of plenty. We were, the, we were the country where you could walk into almost any grocery store any time and find the shelves overflowing. And now we're not. And these yeah, yeah. supply chain issues uh, here and the cost of labor here, the uh, all created by big government and putting us in this position. David, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, man. Uh, listen, uh, we're going to talk about a, a, a girl. Uh, seven days. In this is the Gary Nolan Show.